Ooh, okay. Sorry, no matter how many times you do this, you get really nervous when you come up here. So before um, moving into the house last August, I just kind of want to tell you where I was at in life and how things are going. Um, I had, I was two years into my relationship with Jesus, and I had this job um, at the Noise Home for Children as a caseworker. Um, it was my first big girl job. And I was kind of struggling with, like, what adult life looked like and then also, like, what a Christian adult life looked like because those are kind of different in America. Um, so while I was there, it was, like, an amazing job, and I had this opportunity to be trained in how to deal with um, families and kiddos who were dealing with crises um, in their daily lives. So I was able um, to be able to be, like, a friend to them, a teacher, a counselor, I became a cook sometimes, event planners, like organizing groups. Like I was able to just be able to see everything, every aspect of this organization. Um, and I know that God was teaching me through that the whole time. But when you're in that, it wasn't something that I knew. I can see that looking back now. Um, so I loved this job, but it was a very hard job. Um, when you walk through things with people, it's like exhausting when you are just um, working long hours and hearing about trauma constantly. And um, so I was just like super emotionally exhausted. And I just had this like craving for more, but I couldn't put my finger on what exactly that meant. Um, and I also am a single female. And at that time, I was able to rent this very cute little two bedroom apartment and one of my like favorite things to do um, is I go to garage sales and auctions and I'll like buy old things and like repurpose them or whatever, revamp them up and then decorate my house with them. So that's what I spent a lot of time and money on. <laughs> and then um, I had also created like this budget to be able to get myself out of debt and handle my bills, but then also, of course, there was fun money where I went out to eat and got my nails done. That was one of my favorite activities to do as well. And um, and I didn't have to, like, worry about anyone during this time. I was able to just, like, do me, basically, because it was just me. Um, so, and I did, like, spend time with friends, and I would volunteer for things here at church. But, again, it was comfortable when it fit in my schedule. When I was able to um, serve God, I would do it on my terms. That's what I was in, in that state of life. And, um... But I just, like, wanted to be comfortable because that's how we're raised in America. Like, even if our parents don't teach us to have a savings account or um, create whatever, like, we are taught by society to work hard and do more and earn more and create a savings account and just be safe. Like, you always have to strive for more. So the slogan, like, work hard and play hard that everyone has, like, that was so me of just, like, I was going to work hard and then I got to play hard because of how much that I worked. Um, and then I start entering into these conversations about the neighborhood and wanting to have a house that kids felt um, was safe or that we were able to, like, move in people with us who were struggling or in crisis. And um, foolishly, I was like, <laughs> without any prayer, I'll move in. Like, yeah, the very first conversation we had about this, it's, I'll do that. And um, so... I went home and prayed, and still God told me to do that, and I just know that it felt right, like that's where I was at in life and where I was supposed to be doing. Um, 
but I should have prayed beforehand. <laughs> Just decisions should be in prayer. So anyways, I got to pray, and um, in the back of my mind, like, I think the whole time I was just like, we'll see what happens. Like, it'll be fine. Like, um, nothing can, you know, be too hard or go bad. And during this time, I was also applying for um, my graduate program um, in marriage and family therapy. Um, so... Like, when I hear that now, I'm like, why on earth would you ever want to move into a missional ministry and start an intense graduate program? Like, you are crazy. So I just, like, everything felt right, and I just, the more, like, I got deeper into both conversations of going to grad school and then also moving into the house, like, I just continued to pray, Lord, your will be done. Whatever you want, I will do. And I promised him that I would follow him no matter where he led me. And the doors just, like, flew open for the house and flew open for grad school. And I was like, well, I guess this is where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> so with that, I had had several conversations with Stacy that I wouldn't be able to hold a full-time job and be at the house and go to grad school full-time. Like, it would just be way overwhelming. So we decided um, that I should stop that. So um, stop my job. I'm sorry, not stop these other conversations. <clears throat> so in August 2014... I started this super intense graduate program. I moved into the guest house, and I took a part-time job at Family Christian, and my wages were cut drastically. So I'm living in this house now, and I'm living out of boxes. We're about a weekend, and a family um, moves in with us. And I guess I just want to tell you, too, like, Looking back, I just feel so foolish because I'd have these conversations with people and trying to explain what the guest house is because it's so different and out of the box. And they'd be like, well, what are you going to do? And I was like, we're going to love on people. And then I always got, okay, what does that mean? Like, what does love on people mean? And just, I don't know, God will show us. God will tell us what to do. And I, like, fully believe in that statement that he has shown up, he will show up, He'll continue to just lead us where we're supposed to be and what we're supposed to do in this neighborhood. So, like I said, um, the family had moved in with me, and I was still, like, living out of boxes and trying to figure out, like, the creaks of the house and all of those things, and then I had um, people living with me, so I'm trying to figure out what that looks like, too, because I had been on my own um, for two years by myself, and I didn't have to share my space. So these three little boys, like, started bringing their friends over to the house, and we got um, just, like, super full. The house was busy all the time. And um, something, if any of you have boys or are boys or men, you know that they eat and eat and eat. Like, the grocery bill is outrageous. Um, But again, I'm so, like, naive, and I was like, we're going to be fine. If God wants it, he'll provide groceries. And... um, But I know that, like, God will provide, but he also provided us knowledge to be able to know how to create a budget and use our money wisely. So I just, like, pushed back so hard on creating a budget because I wanted to just, like, God will provide for us. But having that conversation and knowing that he gave us that knowledge. So with that, I had to show everyone what my bills were and my budget and what my money was and just, like, super be humbled in that process of, being vulnerable and letting people know that I didn't have a lot of money anymore and that this was hard and a struggle. And saying that, you have to remember that I've been, like, independent my whole life because, again, that's what you're taught. 
you get a job and you make your money and you don't depend on anybody and that's what you do. So now I'm in this place of I, I need help and the only place like that I felt safe with that um, previously in my life was to go to my dad because that's who had provided for me. I was not supposed to cry today. <clears throat> So I was just like really in this foreign place of, I can't figure this out on my own because there's no way that I can make it. I can't feed all these people on what my wage was and what the budget that we had at the time. So <clears throat> there's this, um, ooh, sorry. There's this wonderful couple here at church and every time that I see them, they always say, hey, how are you? How's the house? Like, is there anything we can do for you? And I was just praying. I'm like, God, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I got kids coming out. I don't have any groceries. <clears throat> and he told me, you got to call them. And it was like just such an intense and hard conversation to just call and say, hey, I really need groceries because <laughs> I got kiddos coming. And I'm so stupid to think that it would have been any different because they were like, absolutely, make a list and we'll go shopping for you. You don't even have to worry about that. Like, we'll take care of that for you because they didn't want me to stress out over having to put that in my schedule too. And it was just like so amazing. And then I prayed again and I knew because um, I was kind of mad at God, like, why did you make me do that? Like, <laughs> why did it have to be in that space? And he was just telling me like, the people that you're serving, the people that I love, the people who my heart breaks for, they have to make those phone calls all the time. And most of the, some of the times people say no and don't provide for them. So, yeah. So I guess that was just like for me to be able to have a better understanding and just like to get um, to know the people like where God's heart is and where... He wants me to push into farther. So I also had this idea when I moved into the house that um, I was going to have my room, and that was my, like, sanctuary space, and I had, like, um, <laughs> no one was going to be allowed in there, and I had these cabinets in the kitchen that I had, like, taped off that this was going to be my food, and then, like, this was the house's food, and everything was going to be separate, and it was going to be clean, and I'm a bit of a control freak, so you'll catch on to that, <laughs> and... Um, like that lasted a whole minute of just that because everybody's in everything and everywhere all the time and again God was working on me with that of like I called you here not to live this clean life of like you're going to immerse fully you're going to do this like if this is what you're going to follow me this is what you have to do so I'm all the time being like we can't have anything nice because everything's broken or lost or, I mean, when I got like eight or 20 kids running through the house like all the time, so there's nothing nice. We just, you know, but whatever. So anyways. <laughs> um, and then basketball season last year is when like things really, really started to pick up of like building relationships with the kids and just being able to um, figure out what God was really leading this house for. And the thing that gets me is, like, I think that they knew before I did, and it was almost like God whispered to them, like, welcome home. 
because they just felt so comfortable there. And I don't know, it was just really a cool experience to see. And again, I thought, this is going to be a clean process. <laughs> You're going to meet three or four of them and bring them home and um, like cook dinner. And then like after you get the established relationship, then you'll meet another three or four. And we'll just like slowly this ripple effect and meet people. And so 25 kids later, <laughs> at the same time, making meals and trying to figure that out, um, I just like, I think that God doesn't show up in my life unless it is messy and crazy and like that's where God wants me to be out of like you can't control this and I think that is just his way of saying like I'm in control I'm gonna see you through I just need you to trust me so with the kids coming around um it was cold outside because like in the summer and the fall like they walk to the house now but when it's winter it's freezing and snowing and so I would go and pick them up and um, I drive a tiny car, <laughs> and we quickly learned that a van would be something that would be, like, really awesome to have. And, but, you know, I have in the back of my mind, I'm struggling with groceries. Like, there's no way that we can afford a van. And um, so the kids started saying, too, we got to do something about this. And I was like, well, all I know to do is we got to pray about it because there's nothing. Like, it's not going to happen. And... <laughs> We, like, I've told you guys before, before every meal, they have to wash their hands, and then we hold hands, and we pray, and I've really asked them to not do, like, a memorized prayer. I want them to be able to just know that, like, God wants a conversation with you. He doesn't care if you had remembered that prayer from Sunday school or not, and um, not that that's not good. Let me not do that. It's good to memorize prayers, but it was also just good to have a conversation with God, and um, so... We, they, I always asked one of them to pray, and they would always, like, every single meal, and Lauren, we need a van. And if somebody would forget, like, you know, the amen, and they'd be like, oh, also, we need a van, Lord. Like, they just always, like, remembered to pray for the van. And so in April, I was um, able to talk up here, too, and just tell you guys about things that had happened at the house and the movement we were making. And afterwards, I was standing here, and... Um, people would come up like, oh my gosh, I need to volunteer, or I want to help clean, or can we get a meal cooked to you, or whatever, and this last couple comes up to me, and they were just like, we have this van, and we want to give it to you, and obviously I'm a crier, <laughs> and I just like sat down on this pew, and I was just like weeping, and the husband is like, is that okay? Like, I think he was like... <laughs> not trying to be rude or, you know, anything, and I just, like, we prayed for this, like, God provides, we pray every day for this, so, whoop. one of my um, biggest lessons with the children has been learning that um, they will remember anything you say, and it will be used against you if you don't follow through, <clears throat> so, when I make plans or I say we're going to do something, I have learned that the word we'll try or maybe might, those are all yeses. <laughs> so the parents probably already know that, but I'm stepping into this role, so I didn't know that. <clears throat> so um, with my schedule, like, I'm not here a lot because I started my internship and I go to school and then like I have certain days that I can be here and certain times that the house is open or that like we'll go and do um, activities during that time to be able to get out of the house. And um, 
if I have a meeting or something during that time or like something fun comes up that I want to do with my friends, like they get so disappointed in me. And that's just like always heart-wrenching for me. And um, I like have to remember that this isn't about me anymore. Like when I told Jesus, when I told Jesus that I would follow him, like I was signing up for that, whoa. I'm sorry. So I was signing up to like start facing my selfishness. And all that extra time that I had back when I was at my apartment and like living for me and doing whatever I wanted when I wanted, like God wanted me to attack that head on. And I still have to attack that head on because now I have like these little friends that are depending on me and want to hang out and they want to come and be able to have a snack and play a game and have homework help and just be able to be safe in this place. And like if I'm supposed to be home at three and for some reason I'm there at like 3.05, I know when I come up there's going to be little boys sitting on my front porch waiting for me. And I want to tell you that every day I am like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for letting us have this like safe place. But I don't want to lie to you either because (laughs) there are days when it sucks. It is awful. I just get exhausted and overwhelmed. And like, I have to remember that where the world says that I should be in this stage of life, I get confronted with that. Like, I have to lay that down every single day and come to Jesus and follow him and be there for these kiddos because that's what I said that I would do. But I just want you to know that there are multiple days that I call Stacy overwhelmed and crying, and I can't do this. Like, God picked the wrong one. I need you to hear me. God picked the wrong one. But then there are other days where I just, like, sit on the front porch in awe that I'm allowed to do this and that God continues to provide. And I know... I know that... um, Good night. I'm sorry, I got ahead of myself. Another way that he wants me um, (laughs) to be working on is I absolutely hate to be disrespected. Like, that is a huge value of mine. Um, Respect is huge. So I also have an attitude that pops off quite frequently when I feel disrespected. I'm going to tell you all about yourself. You're not going to disrespect me and who I am. And... um, Still a sin I struggle with. I openly admit that, and you can call me on it whenever you see it. Um, and again, I know God wants me to work on that because he keeps confronting me and putting me in those situations where <laughs> I can't make anybody happy, and uh, the children and parents and whoever that I am with, even at school, just like, they're going to tell me all about myself, and you didn't do this right or whatever, and I just have to like, okay, yes, like calm down and stay level-headed in that. Um, but don't get me wrong, I'd pop off sometimes too, so just um, remember that, but I want to tell you that um, God keeps leading me, and I wrote it so many times in my journal to James 1, 19 and 20, and it says, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. 
And with that, I also have to remember that I have little people that are watching me too. So when I have somebody yelling at me, and if I yell back at them, they're going to see that that's modeled and okay. So I'm trying to like model that it's okay to just be, okay, I hear your side, and kind of go on. Um, so like Stacy was saying earlier, when it became clear to us that we had to buy this house that God wanted us here, I um, opened that up to the kids, and we started praying for it too <clears throat> at dinner, just like we had for the van. And uh, yet again, when I got the call, we were at Little Caesars picking up some pizzas before we were going on this picnic. And um, so I got this call, and I had been planning, we're going to have like a chili dinner or hold a garage sale or like, because I wanted the kids to be able to be a part of this and know that they worked and had earned money to be able to have this place that they get to call home. And um, so I get this phone call, and it's like, hey, we don't have to fundraise anymore. Like, we have enough money to buy the house. And... I just like lean against the windows in Little Caesars and I'm just like bawling and have these two little boys and they're like, what's going on? <laughs> so um, when I like grabbed it back together and I'm like, we have, we have enough money, like we can buy the house, it's ours, like we're closing, it's ours. Like um, they were like in Little Caesars, woo, jumping up and down and clapping because they were like so excited and when we met up to the other, like, volunteers and kiddos that were there for the picnic, we told them, and I just love that. I didn't, I didn't even get to say it. Like, the kids were, like, screaming, this is ours forever. Like, we get to be here forever. So it was just really cool to, like, once again get to see how God provided. And from my experience, like, I know that God wants this ministry because the things that are, like, mountains, that are the hardest things we should never be able to accomplish, God handles that with, like, ease. Raising all this money, like, I mean, it wasn't even hard. It was crazy. But the places where um, you would think, like, just, like, walking with people and learning them and, like, hearing their struggles and being confronted with that, like, that's where God keeps us. And... I know that he, like, does that because that's where, like, the movement is really happening of just um, he wants us to be so dependent on him that it hurts to be in any other place. And he wants us to be in a constant relationship with him and a constant conversation with him. And he wants us to, like, long for him to just be in his presence and around him. And he also wants us to be blessed. But I have to remember... That being blessed isn't always having that savings account and having that security. Being blessed can mean to have to swallow your pride and say, hey, I have no groceries and there's two weeks left of the month. Can you help me? And every month I start out with this amount of money and I know that it's never going to be enough. We're not going to be able to afford anything to do activities or all the food and every single month we get to do everything that I have planned, and there's still money left in that account. God shows up every single time. And I just want to kind of let you in on one last thing with this, like, series that Bob and Justin have been doing of the way of Jesus. Um, it's so challenging. Like, I leave drained sometimes of, like, good night. Just, it's hard when you think about how Jesus lived versus how we do. And then... I'm also reading this book, Interrupted with the Staff, and 
I've started to like think about like what else am I missing? Like what else is God trying to challenge me with? And um, something that he told me is that I am obsessed with stuff. I love clothes and shoes. And I looked in my closet and I just was like, you are a spoiled brat. Like I um, will tell you though, most of my stuff is from like garage sales or thrift stores because I don't like to spend a lot of money. But anyways, um, I still could like wear an outfit a day for like two months and never have to worry about doing laundry. And that makes me want to vomit, like, ew. Because I'm reading these conversations and these statistics on like there are people in this world that are living on a dollar a day. And I watched a documentary about kids in Guatemala who are living on a dollar a day and it just is like, ugh. So I'm really embarrassed to tell you this, but I have to because you have, I'm, you guys are going to help me in this. Um, I had this dream a couple weeks ago that the house caught on fire and we lost everything. And all I was crying about was that I didn't have any clothes, that I had to start my wardrobe over again. So I woke up and I was like, well, forget that. I'm not doing that again. So I have challenged myself to go to the bare minerals. I'm sorry, bare min. What is the word? Bare minimum. Not bare minerals, bare minimum. <laughs> it's not easy being up here, people. So, <laughs> um, that I'm going to have 14 shirts and seven pairs of pants, and I want three pairs of shoes. And thankfully, um, the Davises are adopting a kiddo and needing shoes, so I'm able to donate my 16 pairs of shoes that I haven't worn in a year today, which is, ugh, makes me so mad. Um, and then I'm also able to donate my extra clothes to the donation closet that we have at the guest house. So I know that they're going to be able to be used better. So um, this is an outfit that made the cut, so be prepared to see it a lot. And um, I just uh, wanted to tell you guys that because I want you to hold me accountable in that. Like, I don't want to spend money on crap that doesn't matter. Like, I want to spend money on things that is going to expand the kingdom and just know that... Um, this doesn't matter. God sees me beautiful as who I am if I wore the same thing every day. So, and I want to have you guys challenge me on that. Um, and then I also just wanted to say, like, when I thought it, when I started this, I was like, I'm so excited. I get to, like, show Jesus and help these people. And, like, I'm the one being helped. And I'm the one that they're showing Jesus to. Like, I'm the one who gets to be closer to them. So it's just amazing how... Um, that all has worked out and how God really works. So I just thank you so much for, again, listening to me ramble on about how life has been um, this last year at the guest house and for all of your wonderful support and just being able to come here and know that I'm around a body of believers who believes in this mission and um, just wants to make a difference. So thank you guys so much for letting me share today. Crying is contagious, so I'm sure there's probably something wrong with my face. But um, I also have found this to be an incredibly challenging sermon series and have definitely had my eyes open to the gap between the way of Jesus and the way of me. Um, and as much as I want God to change my heart and close that gap, um, what happens is that I walk out those doors and life happens and I remain the same except that I have this little unsettling awareness, like, up here going on. 
So before we walk out today, um, I'd like to give us all some time and some space to just reflect and pray and ask God what he's trying to say to us through this sermon series. Hey, do we have a slide? Whoops. Oh, you're stealing my thunder. Okay. (laughs) Pay no attention. Okay. So for a minute, um, so just take some time in the silence and reflect and pray and ask God through this sermon series on the way of Jesus. What have you been saying to me? What are you trying to say to me about the gap between my life and the way of Jesus? So I'm just going to give you a few minutes. So it's one thing to um, practice the presence of God and learn to hear what he is saying, um, but then we have to respond to it. Sam ended her story by asking us to hold her accountable to paring down her closet. And so just in response to what God's been saying to you, um, you can take some time and just reflect and consider what, what's going to be your next step. Like, what are you going to do in response to what we've been hearing the last several months and what Sam shared today. And Todd, is there any way to put that up with just those two questions? Okay. All right. So just take a few minutes and just think about how am I going to respond?